0: From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. (music) Hello everyone and welcome to the email edition of The Diz Unplugged for Wednesday, September 10th, 2009. I'm John Magi. I'll be your host this week. Uh, this week, as always, I'm joined by our, our Orlando team, Corey Martin, Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, we have Max, the intern in the peanut gallery, and we have Ferris making all sorts of cooing noises.
1: You'll hear him more this show probably than any other show. He's sleeping. <laughs>
2: sleep-deprived.
0: Uh, Pete Werner and Walter Eccles are away. They're in Australia. Hope you guys had a chance to listen to yesterday's show, the discussion show, where we had a chance to talk to Pete. It was very cool to hear from him on his vacation. And you okay, Kevin?
2: He's just making me laugh. Uh, had like a mouthful
0: of soda. I thought I was going to spit all over Teresa. I did. I was Go following him. And
2: I, he just... <laughs>
0: We're going to do our best to answer some of your emails. On this week's show, we don't have any voicemails to play. But uh, if you want to call up and leave us a voicemail or record one...
2: We should tell them why we don't have voicemails. We probably really do. We just don't know how to do it.
0: We don't have voicemails to play on the show. And Corey does know how to do it. It's just he's a little busy. Yeah. So he doesn't have time to load them into the storage. I'll blame it on me.
2: If that's the story, <laughs> we're There's sticking to it. We're
0: too busy. So if you want to send us an email, you can write to us, podcast at ww.info.com. If you want to record something and email to us, use that same email address to send us your recordings. Or you can call us toll-free, 1-877-310-9662. If you're going to call us from the U.K., you can dial 808 120 Two three one six. If you're going to call us from Australia, it's one eight hundred seven seven four five three one. 774 531 And um, if you have a Pete sighting, call in. I think
3: that would be cool. Pete sighting. Eating like, his beet burger.
2: Is this like a catch and release program? It's like, you know, Sasquatch sighting. Oh. I think I saw him running
1: through the woods saw so him at McDonald's in Australia. So hey, if way. you can get a
0: picture of him with that net around his face.
3: <laughs> oh, like, wow. That would be cool.
0: Do you think he'll post one of those on Facebook? Oh, yeah. I
3: hope so. Yeah. I was hoping he'd put the shiny blue sweatsuit, or sweatsuit, the bodysuit on for the, diving in the water.
0: Here he wore one of those in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> He's
3: not going to repeat
0: outfits. With, with boots that came to his knees.
3: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it zip up the front. Yeah. All right, we're
0: going to get started. We're going to start reading your emails and hopefully answering your questions. Who would like to go who would like to go first?
3: I will. Go Over ahead. here. This is from Melissa Kramer, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Hi everyone. I'm an avid listener and lurker, but don't post that often. I don't have a question, but a tip that you might want to share. On my recent trip to the world, I ended up having a bad reaction to the sun. I didn't want to lose a day and go to a medical center since it wasn't an emergency. I asked the concierge if there was a pharmacy that delivered. Then I called my home doctor. He was able to call in a prescription for me, and the medicine got delivered to my resort within a few hours for a small delivery charge. I didn't know about this before, and I thought it could be helpful to other people. It could also help people that might forget their medications at home. Thanks for the great podcast, Melissa. I didn't know that either. Cool.
0: Also, if you do have to go to a medical facility and you don't have uh, a car... You can make arrangements for them to take you. Disney will help get you to the medical facility really? and get you back. Yep, they're very accommodating with stuff like that. That's One cool. of the things I always suggest to people is uh, if you can use a chain pharmacy, that's always easier, or like CVS, CVS or Walgreens, or Walgreens mm-hmm. right? Because they're here in Florida, so then your doctor can call it in and right. your information will all be in the system. But that's cool. Good for her. I'm glad she Tip was able the to, day. yeah, get her medicine and feel better. Thank you, Teresa.
4: Mm-hmm. Who else? I want to go. Okay. Um, this is from Wallace Coppola. He says, just wanted to send a note offering after listening to the 9-3 podcast. There was an email read from a gentleman named John who was looking for Scrooge McDuck in the Magic Kingdom. We had said that we'd only seen him in parties um, in the front of the park, but he found him in early December 2008 on a non-party night in Fantasyland where they had a faux Christmas tree sale set up right by the teacups. Um, I don't know if he'd still be there in early January, but it'd be worth a shot for John to look there, too. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to let him know there have been other sightings. So I thought that was nice Mm -hmm. since we really had no idea.
0: Were you sober when you saw him? (laughs) 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 It's just one of those very yeah. obscure characters. I've never seen him. Did you guys see him at the Halloween party?
5: No, no. Did you Not see? him?
0: How were the characters dressed? I forgot to ask. Were the characters dressed up in Halloween costumes?
5: They were. I, you know, somebody <laughs> you know, somebody <laughs> else asked that were? question. I don't. I don't remember what they were wearing because, like, when they came by, Minnie
3: on the was float. shiny and was purple. she a witch? Yeah. yeah, last year she was a witch. She was okay. a purple witch. And She's last last year. Year.
2: a vampire.
0: Can you pull up Therese, uh, Kathy's blog? i going to shoot some pictures in there.
5: Yeah, I... Lord, I don't know.
2: They oh. didn't stick out in my mind. Tigger is usually a skeleton, and Piglet's usually a flower. Tigger they, was a pirate.
0: Yeah, they were different this
1: year.
3: Tigger was a pirate.
4: Yeah, Donald was a pirate last year, I think.
1: Pluto a, was an astronaut.
3: Somebody had uh, on a big Stitch was in his,
1: in his space suit. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, he was an Elvis? Elvis no. was last year, yeah. Isn't that odd? I don't remember. Yeah, they don't...
0: Winnie the Pooh, like, copped out. He's wearing just a shirt
2: and a mask. It's like how I would go to a costume party. Cinderella was dressed as Hannah Montana. (laughs) Really? That's
1: about all I can see on this one. Thank you, Julie.
2: Who's next? I'll
5: go. Hi, Kathy. And I just want to say John asked me to read this one because I don't just pick out the ones that you'll understand. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Okay. First of all, thanks for all you guys and very talented girls do. I'm a huge fan of everyone on the podcast. Y'all rock. I really appreciate Kathy's blogs. Now you'll understand. She gives so much information, and with her pictures, it is almost like being there. I love the podcasts, boards, WDW Info, Diz Radio, podcast crews. You really excel at everything you do, and your many fans appreciate you. Plus, you usually make me laugh at least once during every show. I think you are all awesome as individuals, but something about the chemistry between you on the show just takes you all to another level.
0: Is this the part where she tells us we're fat? <laughs> really? <laughs> Except for that you're all fat.
5: I read on the boards that there is a special spot at the Haunted Mansion where the Photopath's photographer will take your picture, and a special effect ghost or something will be added in after the fact. Do you know of any other special effect photo spots for the Halloween party? What about for the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot? Are there any photo pass spots there that will add special effects? Also, in general, what are the special effects PhotoPass spots in Magic Kingdom at Epcot? My mom and I are visiting for the two parties October 1st and are trying to get everything planned out. We are very excited because this is the first time we have been to either one of these events. Thank you again for all you do. You really work so hard for your fans every week, and this fan loves it. This is Chris Lee on the boards. Um, well, I actually went because I didn't realize that they did this in as many places as they do. But, yes, there is a, a spot outside of the Haunted Mansion where they'll um, put a ghost in the picture. At the Food
2: and Wine Festival, they put tipsy tourists behind you. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I'd never heard, I, I couldn't find anything for the Food and Wine Festival, and I can't even think what would they, you know, put in the picture, maybe like a, the logo, but, I mean, nothing special effects-wise. But on Main Street, you can get um, with Cinderella Castle in the background. They can make it look like you're holding Tinkerbell. In Fantasyland, near the um, carousel, Tinkerbell can be added with Cinderella Castle as a backdrop. Near Pirates of the Caribbean, the photographer... The, can't talk right the photographer can make it look as if you were fighting Captain Hook and in Hollywood Studios they can show like Stitch popping up from the ground and then they have another one that at Hollywood Studios it makes it looks like you're jumping in the air in front of the hat at Epcot they have Mickey and his friends can be added to the picture the effect shows them hang gliding above you In Animal Kingdom, on the bridge to Harambe Village, the photographer can add the effect of you holding baby Simba. And I just wanted to thank Kevin Vance because he wrote in and said, Photo Pass tip for the group, very important. You may need to ask for the photographer to take your picture with Tinkerbell or Simba. They should do it, but in our experience, they never did unless we asked for it. So just be sure if you're in the park and you want one of these special effects that you ask them to do it.
3: And here's a special note. Kathy, you called me last night and told me you were going to read that. John did not just give that to you.
0: Right? I actually gave it to her <laughs> yesterday during the day. <laughs>
3: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay.
0: Because <laughs> I asked her to research it because I didn't know that. I mean, I've seen the pictures where people are holding Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell on Main Street. I didn't realize there was so many of them. Oh,
3: so that's, what, that's why they make you do that mm-hmm. stuff. I see right. people walking down the street and they're... Oh, they call them hands is like a kind a of piece. weird pictures of that <laughs> and they used to do one in Epcot like right as you
5: entered by that flower bed that you held your hands with Spaceship Earth behind mm-hmm. you and they put Tinkerbell in there but I didn't see anybody mention that one so I'm not sure if they still do that or not interesting
3: So I was wondering yes. what those people were doing when they were standing there cupping their hands mm-hmm. and all looking at or pointing at something on the ground
5: like... uh, yeah I want to do the one where you
3: what do they like point you're at? looking
5: down to see Stitch all copper. the people standing yeah. around
3: and looking at what they're looking at and there's nothing there yeah What Kathy, do you think you have to
0: ask the PhotoPass photographer to do this, or do you think they'll offer it and say, "If you, do you want a special event?
5: I think it probably would depend on how busy the park is. Like, if they had a long line of people and they just want to crank out the photos, maybe they don't fuss. If it's a little slower, maybe they say, oh, okay, do this. Because it seems like if you ever notice them in the park, some of them really knock themselves out, and then others just sort of, like, mm-hmm. take the picture, you know, so.
0: Depending at the, at the end of their shift or not, probably. Yeah. I'm tired. Cool. Well, that's some excellent information.
4: Do you mind if can't. I go ahead and get my next one out so I can. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from Bob, Monkey Knuckler on the boards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I have a question for you. Where did Disney get the name Will Call from? It doesn't sound right. For a spot at the entrance to pick up tickets and such, it should be called Special Tickets or something like that. Okay, John did the research. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Thank the bank for the money. Thank God for you. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Will call is an American term for a box office where patrons of entertainment venues can go and pick up already bought tickets for an event, such as a play or a concert, um, either just before the event or in advance. And with the onset of the Internet and e-commerce sites, this allows customers to buy tickets online, and the popularity of this service has increased. The history of it, um, in the days before the telephone, the phrase, I will call on you, was commonly used to mean that someone will visit you or speak to you. But the phrase has fallen off, and the word call being much more commonly associated with the telephone than speaking to someone in person. So the term will call, however, has stuck. and means that the customer will call on the company to pick up the tickets or merchandise. And then there is an equivalent term in the UK. It's C-O-B-O which is care of box office and it's used what? internally in the box office ticket office with certain venues and sellers using the less confusing term collections for the public. Hmm. Ooh, collections.
3: Oh, interesting.
4: So, and now you know the rest of the right?
3: stuff. So, really? I,
0: I never hear that. Makeup will call for those of it's you who A little history longer.
4: lesson for everyone. Wow. Mm.
1: Thank you, Julie. I guess if they change it to will talk, it wouldn't have the same or will text. <laughs> will text. <laughs> Excellent. Who would like to go next? I'll go. This comes from Tracy Cope from Kentucky. I am thinking about upgrading my Magic Your Way tickets to an annual pass when I am at Walt Disney World in October. Is it better to do this after using the ticket or before using it for the first time? Also, I have park tickets on multiple Key to the World cards. Will they credit all the tickets in the upgrade? Also, the 15-month promotion on annual passes. Is this for new annual pass holders or renewal-only pass holders? I'm looking forward to participating on Ferris' Funky Bunch team for Ferris's Buddy Walk in October, and I want to encourage everybody to donate to this wonderful cause in honor of Ferris. Thank you, Tracy. We look forward to uh, walking with you, and thank you for donating. Now let's see if I can answer these questions. <laughs> the, um, the annual pass renewal, start with that one. The 15-month is for all people. For Florida residents and non-Florida residents, it has to be a renewal. Correct. But for Florida residents, it can be a renewal or a new annual pass. So since you're in Kentucky, it needs to be a renewal. As far as whether you can upgrade your ticket before or after you use it, it really doesn't matter. You can use it during your entire vacation. Uh, As long as you go within 14 days of that ticket expiring, they can apply it to your annual pass. So if you use your ticket for the first time on October first and you go there October fifth after using five days, the first day of your annual pass will be October first. Hope I'm making sense.
0: I have a question wow. about that. I thought it was the unused portion of your ticket.
1: No, because you've already purchased the, the ticket.
5: And they also say if there's. Well oh, that's I'm
0: sorry, you're right, unused portion is for if you're gonna buy another ticket. Right. Like she can't go out if you wanted to go out and buy like another five days or add five days to it, it's the unused portion of that ticket that goes to it, not towards annual passes. I apologize, guys.
5: But there's also a thread on the Diz. There's a, a, a cast member that has a "Everything You Wanted to Know About Tickets" thread on theme parks that he recommends that you, any upgrades or anything that you're going to do, you use the ticket first because that locks in. The pricing, so that if you bought it from someplace else at a reduced price, Disney just looks at what the gate price was. So it's to your advantage to use it before you upgrade it.
1: Gotcha. It also gets very tricky if your ticket is attached to a, a room booking or a package because there's a there's a chance that this could mess up your dining and all of that stuff because now you have to remove that ticket. And, right. You and, have to
0: go to guest services and actually have them physically remove the mm-hmm. tickets from the package, and that gets really messy.
1: So I hope that made sense to you.
5: And you can only use one ticket to upgrade a ticket. You can't, like she said, she had a number of tickets. She oh, can't put th- that too. Yeah, you can't lump four or five one-day tickets towards something. It's one ticket
3: to per, one upgrade. One to upgrade. Yeah. And how how old can these tickets be?
0: Well, if if you've purchased old media that didn't expire, then it can be as uh, however old it is. If you bought media when they implemented the expiration option, you had to have purchased the no expiration option.
3: Okay, got it. So
0: I know you were talking before the show that you had found some old tickets.
3: Yeah, from six years ago, and they honored. I, now I have six one-day hopper.
0: Yep, Yeah. they will do that for you because just, the tickets never expire.
5: That's awesome. But then you have to, like if you've got a bunch of these old tickets and you were coming for like a week, sometimes you're better off to use them at the value that they were because it will still get you into the park, right. rather than like say maybe five years ago that ticket was worth thirty dollars. It's it's worth more to you now. It's just an old ticket to get into the park right. rather than applying that thirty dollars right. towards a new right. ticket. Right.
1: Right. right now it's only worth a cheeseburger.
3: Right. <laughs> okay.
0: <How can laughs> Excellent. Yeah, one of the things about Disney that's very confusing is are there t- tickets? It's just one of those things that you know. In order to give people an option, a menu of choices, they have to be semi-complicated, so thank you very much, Corey. Kevin, do you have one
2: for us? I do. <clears throat> Mine is from Terry. Terry says, hello, podcast team and Ferris. I am new listener to the podcast and an occasional poster on the boards. I can't wait for Disney. That's her screen name. In fact, you are the only podcast I've ever listened to. I have the luxury of being able to listen at work. You all and you all bring giggles and make my mornings much more uh, bearable, and Ferris's baby talk warms my heart, a loving reminder of how quickly our children uh, have grown. I have a couple of questions that I'm hoping you can answer. First, my family and I have our first Disney vacation in May. We had our first Disney vacation in May of 2008, and we stayed at the beautiful Yacht Club. It was truly the most incredible vacation we've ever taken. As a side note, you are also lucky to visit Disney whenever you want. It's a luxury my family would love to have. The decor of the Yacht Club is right up my alley. I understand the resort has undergone some updating. What happens to the old furnishings and soft goods? I'm specifically interested in the striped drapes. Do you know if they are for sale? If so, how would I go about purchasing them? The next question is for Kevin. We're planning our second trip for May of 2010, and we'll be purchasing the regular dining plan. We'd love to dine at one of the signature restaurants. We are a family of five. Kids will be 14, 10, and 8. None of us are picky eaters, but we do prefer healthy dining, and we're open-minded to trying new foods. We think it's part of the adventures of going on vacation. Of the signature restaurants, which is your favorite? Which one would be considered quintessential Disney? We will be staying at the Magic Kingdom, at his Magic Kingdom Resort, undecided on which one, if that matters for transportation. You all have nothing on the guy in New Zealand who has the best job in the world. I think you all do. Keep the giggles and helpful information coming. Sincerely, Terry, from Big Lake, Minnesota. And yes, they can swim in the lakes in Minnesota. (laughs) Uh, Terry, there's a place on the internet called Mouse Surplus, and a lot of Disney um, rehab stuff is sold through there. Every once in a while, Disney has a sale where you might be able to find some of it. I don't know if you're going to be able to find drapes.
0: It's very uncommon if you even if you hit the, one of the off property sales that there's uh Disney furniture or Disney bedding. That stuff is gonna be through Mouse Surplus. It's mousesurplus.com, dot com and they have a physical they have two physical locations I believe here in the area.
2: But for Minnesota your best bet would be to go online. Right.
0: And that's really hit or miss. What happens is uh quick explanation, these guys have a contract with Disney to haul away their uh, the stuff after they rehab rooms and rides and things like that and they're allowed to resell these items. So, you never know. You may get the drapes, you may not get the drapes. Try so eBay. So this isn't too.
3: a Disney Disney's not selling.
0: Correct. There's not a Disney owned and operated thing. It's oh. it's separate. And that's another good thing. Go on eBay, do a search on eBay. Cuz I you.
5: did that uh found um Caribbean Beach shower curtains when they redid the resort. Wow. So, you can find it.
1: There was Mount Surplus where they had the the monorail door mm-hmm. yeah. for sale. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who would buy that or why?
2: What would you do to it? Do you remember when they had uh did they have a
1: Was it the front part of it? That was for sale?
2: They had a Mr. Toad's um ride vehicle, ride vehicle one time. They had a,
0: a log flume from uh Splash Mountain for wow. sale. The the front of the monorail at one point, the nose cone. The
2: entire cab.
1: I guess if you have a big backyard, you can make mm-hmm. like a kids play area back there. I mean, that would be fun, but what are you gonna do with the door?
2: Yeah, the door <laughs> of the monorail. But I guess you know, maybe piece of art. Presumably. You could stack it in the living room and make it say "Poor Falfurmonthegas." Yeah, yeah. I right. <laughs> <laughs> really Now, Teresa,
5: you need that for your house because Step you know away from how your, your relatives don't understand what you do. Now you need to start
3: collecting I, things like the monorail door. I could open the monorail door and they could come into my home if I would let them in. Come yeah, yeah mother. Please
2: take small children by the hair. <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs>
3: hey, hey, move to the back and go out the back door. <laughs>
0: hey, your friends who went to mouse surplus and got. Um,
2: furniture for kids' room. They also purchased a wardrobe from the Wilderness Lodge.
5: I did that when they were located over by the airport.
2: I haven't been to the the one out by me So Is a physical
3: place you can go to? Mm -hmm. There
2: is one, yeah. There's one out by Kathy in No Name Mm Town.
3: Is there little tchotchke stuff too? Is it all big stuff? Yeah, they used to have a little bit of yeah, everything. Everything what 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 f-
0: from lamps and light fixtures to bedding to huge pieces of furniture. One of so our
2: friends has a little boy, or uh, their it's his, their grandson, and he has the sconces from All Star Sports. The light mm-hmm. sconces on his bedroom wall. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get to the other part of Terry's question. Uh, what restaurant would I recommend? My personal favorite signature restaurant would be Narcosis. Uh I also like the Yachtsman Steakhouse. But I think if you're talking quintessential Disney, I would probably suggest the California Grill. I think you might find some new stuff up there. Your kids could try sushi. And as far as if you're only going to get to eat at one, the view is pretty spectacular. And if you can time it where uh, you can have dinner and then see the fireworks... It's a pretty special place to dine. Now, what I would—John st- uh, mentioned this. I, it was last week or the week before that. If you don't get a ADR at the time of the fireworks, save your receipt, and you'd be allowed back up to go out on the catwalk and watch the fireworks. You can make arrangements to go back up as long as you've dined there on that day. Wow, that would be my suggestion. Suggestion.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that multipart email. Teresa.
3: Yes, I'm here.
0: Do you have another email, Teresa? I do.
3: Excellent. Hello, Teresa and the podcast crew. I have been so excited listening to you guys talk about Halloween and reading Kathy's blog about the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. We're going to the party on the 25th of October, and we cannot wait. Your blog made us even more excited. I noticed in your blog you mentioned that you had a great touring plan that helped you get around the park. Yeah, party. What touring plan did you use? I'm feeling a bit unorganized about the party since I have no idea what time things are, etc. Where can I get more information on that? Can't wait to load up on Candy and hopefully get lucky and get one of those Star Wars toothbrushes. Thanks again for all the awesome podcasts. I listen every week and learn as much as I laugh. Thank you, Leslie. And that's Tim and Leslie on the boards. We started back... Where would we start? Toontown. Toon-town. I went blank. Toontown. And worked our way around the mm-hmm. perimeter. That way, you're not at the front, and you end up in the back. That's the way right. I felt about it. Most everybody else was in the front.
5: Mm-hmm. Don't you think, Kathy? Yes, I do. I think I think the way we went worked out real nice.
3: It had a real nice flow to it. It did, and we went along that hidden pathway along the tra- railroad tracks. Ended up at Stitch's party. I think when it just started. Yeah, pretty much. So and did you catch
1: the train back there from the to get to toontown?
3: No, we walked. Yeah. We just we got there. We got there before six. Yes, around six, leisurely walked back to Tim Town, and then just worked our way up that side through uh,
5: Tomorrowland. Yeah, and by the time of the, the parade, we were um, like behind the castle. Right. That's where we watched it. So then, you know, we started off like on the other half of the park.
3: Yeah, and it. I mean, I think it went well. I mean, and we didn't do well.
5: like any backtracking or no. There and was no We stopped of that. to do quite a few
3: rides along the way. Yeah, it worked out real well. I think so. Last year when we did it, there was a lot of backtracking. Oh, there's one over here we missed. There's one over here.
1: Yeah, you need to plan that to where you're not backtracking because yeah. you end up mm-hmm. missing a lot. I usually do the whole park counterclockwise.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm yeah. with Corey.
1: I'll I'll start off in oh, Adventureland, loop around to Frontierland, uh, go through to Fantasyland by Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, it's, I it's think hard- ours,
3: I'm trying to think, we did counterclockwise. Plus, I don't know um, if they do it every night, but when we first got back to Toontown... People were waiting in Mickey's backyard for him to come out in his costume to start Mm -hmm. the party. And I don't know if they do that every night, if that was just the first night.
5: Probably comes out every night. Yeah,
3: he comes out and starts the party and then...
5: What was Mickey dressed
1: as? I don't know. I didn't wait in that line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's usually a long line. Did you
0: guys really go to the party? We did. (laughs) Did you just put in for reimbursements for her? (laughs)
2: Yeah, we should tell Tim and Leslie that the park's probably going to be more crowded on October 25th. Absolutely. Definitely. 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 As you get closer to Halloween, the party becomes more and more popular. Are there two
3: parades? There are. Yeah, there are two parades. Because we saw the early one, and then they do the... um, 8.15 8.15 and
5: 10.30 for the parades, and I, 9.30 for the fireworks.
2: My personal tip is skip the first parade. That's usually the more crowded, and keep trick-or-treating. Seeing, Make sure you're someplace to see the fireworks, and then make sure you get a spot to see the parade. My personal favorite spot to watch the parade is over by um, the Hall of Presidents.
3: That's about where we were. Yeah. We were just down from that. Mm-hmm. Now the, the little villain show... What's it called? I don't, God, I don't mix and Mingle. You're, you're, you're good at mingle. this. Okay. <laughs> the little villain show. I don't what I that comes before the fireworks, but after the parade, right?
1: Well, that's four different times at night.
3: 7.45,
5: 9, five, and 11.15. So we must have caught the 10.05. No, the 9 o'clock, because that would have been after the parade.
3: Yeah, it was right. because we could see it from the side from where we were sitting. Yeah. And I would add,
5: because we left after the the fireworks that we started out up by Casey's watching the fireworks and then as the fireworks went on we sort of like slowly
3: walked back yes, so we split up before the fireworks because we were we were over in front of the Crystal Palace is that what it's called? yeah <laughs> so where you sent us over there by the little restrooms <laughs> over there okay does we anybody were, have a map for our
0: we going to work on flashcards with you?
3: We were over we, we were standing over there and there was hardly any people over there and we watched the fireworks from there.
5: And we just like I said, we we ended up like sort of like backing up down Main Street so that at the end of the fireworks we were down by the emporium. So we got out of the park before, like, the right. rush started.
2: Note to self, watch your people backing down me. <laughs> <for it.
5: laughs> but, you know, like, if you had small children that maybe they had reached their limit, you know, I don't really think we missed anything from the fireworks no. that then you didn't have to worry about standing in lines to get out of there on the monorail or the, the ferry boat.
3: We didn't. We left at 1130 and there were no lines. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah it just, wasn't really that crowded. But, like, again, first day, you know, September. Happy Halloween. September oh fourth <laughs> I
1: know I'm quick, but did I say uh, counterclockwise? I like yes, you did. Yeah. I meant clockwise. Uh, well, I'm like, whoa, counterclockwise would be Tomorrowland. Yeah, that's and go I out through the yes, right.
3: I was yeah. thinking that. I'm thinking, I think we went, but why did he start on the other side? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, guess what? I'm as quick as you are. You agreed to it. <laughs> I to did the same thing, and we don't. <laughs> we start, we head towards Adventureland first. Right.
5: I like to start on the other
2: side. Which is well, clockwise. I yeah. think, yeah, I
5: like the way we did it because, like, you would think to do Pirates first. And the way we did it, we sort of got there like later. But the crowds weren't as see, bad. I, yeah, I would. S-
2: you know, it is a big circle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now figure it out. Now that they're doing the <laughs> job,
3: the pirate makeup and stuff. See, I would not go that way first because everybody's over there getting their pirate. Right. makeup What do you call that? The little pirate place where they <laughs> do the pirate makeup. <laughs> pirate place. <laughs> the little League.
2: crystal place. The pirate place. <laughs> it's a big circle.
3: Pick a spot,
2: work around, mm-hmm. yeah. and you'll end up back at the spot. Good okay. advice.
3: Good
0: advice all the
2: way
3: around. Good times. Good
2: times. I'm going to read an email. Ooh. I have one from Teresa.
0: Not this Teresa, different Teresa. Do it in her voice, though.
3: This is Teresa. <laughs> 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 really? John, do I have to come to the podcast this week? <laughs> really? I just stay
0: home and me- memorize your Disney knowledge, <laughs> what things are. She's from West Virginia. Hi, all. I've been listening to the podcast for a little more than a year and have become addicted to it. I have for a long time told others that if Disney were alcohol, I would have to I would have to join a group. I'm so glad that I'm so glad to know that there are others out there that have the same affliction. I appreciate your honest and frank settlement statements. Man, I'm having a hard time about what Disney is doing right. Yeah, I need Kevin's light. And what I need to work on. And what it needs to work on. My question. (laughs) <laughs> Planning a trip in March of 2010, wanting to make ADRs at 12.01 a.m. on 1027 when they back the window up for ADRs, Advanced Dining Reservations. What do you think the chances are that they will make the park area park hours available for March of 2010 before October 27, 2009? And I'm looking at Kathy because Kathy's our... Park hours guru. She's the person. Who oh, I, I
5: wanted to jump up and down and say, "Oh, I can answer this." Um, Go ahead. Slim to none. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was going to be my advice too. <laughs> Mine yeah. too.
5: And uh, count that first day. Just you know, take a chill pill, do something. Because when they open that up for 180 days for people, that website and the cast members are going to be slammed. So. You know, have a plan A, have a plan B. Let's give
0: a little back, a little explanation for folks who might not know what we're talking about. Presently, you can make reservations, your advanced dining reservations at 90 days out. Uh, As a Disney Resort guest, you can make it 90 plus 10 days out for your entire trip. Very soon, do we know the date that they're going to do it? Change it to 180? October 27th. October 27th, they're going to make it 180 days out. So now you're going to have this gap between between the people who had to wait for 90 days and can now book at 180 days, all rushing to make their advanced dining reservations for 180 days out. So that's what you're talking about, is why you think it's going to be crazy, both on the internet and in, on the phones.
5: Right. And they don't, don't usually open up online at 12.01. We've been finding it's like about six or seven in the morning online. So don't you know, stay up that night thinking you're going to jump yeah, ahead Disney's of her. Yeah, Disney's
2: not that organized.
5: Right. <laughs> My and typically, the way it's been working when it was 90 days is it was 90 plus a few extra days before they released the hours. So I don't see them releasing the hours for all those months in between on one day. If they do, then... I'm going to need to take something. Yeah, really? You know, it's, it's going to be crazy. So, Man. you know, relax. Realize everybody's going to be in the same boat as you. Um, chances are you're going to get what you want, but just relax. An It'll exam-
0: An example is that we have recently had December hours out. So we're talking about December hours in September being released. So the chance of March hours out in October is slim to none. You know, you have to, you're have you going to have to make some guesses on your dining based on the park hours. And,
5: and I, I see from the Diz that people are but going different ways to get park hours. Just know that when Disney first releases them, they change their mind the first couple of days, too. So don't, like, panic when you see the hours aren't what you
1: think they should be. But going back to the, uh, the park hours, effective October 27th, they'll be releasing the park hours 180 days in advance.
0: We know that for sure.
5: Well, that's what they're supposed to do, but I wouldn't count on it.
0: Yeah, so she's saying she's saying she'd, I wouldn't bank on it for sure.
1: I mean, but they've never said this before. Disney's never made an announcement on when they're going to start releasing park hours. So it
3: should be the huh? same time every day.
2: What do you think? I don't know. Text. <laughs> From dust till dawn. She's making this clicking
0: noise. I mean, you think it's gonna be 180 days, and then they'll just release that one day, like 180 days, and you'll get Tuesday. Yeah. I
1: know.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
1: Kathy's world will be turned upside yeah. down.
5: No, it's gonna be crazy. And like I said, there, there's a whole bunch of people have been finding different places with with hours, and then there's all these panic threads about. Well, this site is saying this. You know, just relax. We work very hard to confirm the park hours, and you know, I. Do my best to get the park hours up. But every time they release them within a day or two, they're changing them. They change them again. So just relax. If
2: they release 180 days out, I bet we hear Kathy's head explode.
5: Most definitely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cool.
0: A couple things that make people the craziest. Park hours and advanced dining reservations.
2: I'm going to jump on to the end of that because my next email sort of goes along with the same thing. You go right ahead. This is from... Mike. Yeah. Mike. I'll just say his first name in the city. And he's from Plymouth, Minnesota. Mike says we're going to be staying at the Swan Dolphin in December. And I'm wondering if I can make my ADRs online at 90 plus 10 if staying at the Swan, or do I need to call uh, to be able to do that? Or is this only available to people staying at Disney owned hotels? Yeah, Mike, the ninety plus ten is only for people in Disney hotels. You're gonna to have to wait till the ninety day mark, unless it's after October twenty seventh at twelve oh one, when they're gonna release hundred and eighty days. But as because you're coming you're coming up pretty quickly on the ninety days, you're gonna to have to wait till then.
0: Right, and you're gonna to have to make it one day at a time, call the next day for the next day of your trip, the next day for the next day of your trip. Right just the way it is they reserve that privilege for resort guests
5: and i would also suggest you know if you've got your like your list have a backup because a lot of people like they panic when they see that their particular restaurant isn't open have a backup that maybe would work for you or consider like we always say like with le celier do a late lunch don't think like the world is coming to the to an end because you didn't get the reservation that you needed
0: That is true.
3: Like, you know, the other night we chose the hot dog place instead of the little bakery across the street because it was too crowded. Casey's? Casey's, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: (laughs) The Main Street Bakery? Uh Uh-huh.
3: That's what we did. Worked for me.
2: Thank you, Kevin.
0: Who else has an email they want to read?
5: I have one. Hi, Kathy. I am loving the questions from Facebook. I have a question about annual passes. I am considering getting one next spring. We are going to be there for six days in March and four or five in December before the podcast cruise. I am also thinking about getting the Tables in Wonderland card. My question is, does Tables in Wonderland also provide a discount at quick service locations, or is it table service only? Thanks for the great podcast. Hello to everyone there. This is from Tanya. This is from Tanya Banana on the boards. Silence again. Um, Banana? I think, what, what isn't, didn't the old cutoff for annual passes used to be like eight or nine days that it made it worth your while? Isn't it about that? I
0: haven't to. I have looked at the numbers since they raised the prices, but I would assume it's probably around nine days.
5: But I would say don't buy an annual pass, because I know a lot of people used to think that you bought it for all the discounts. I wouldn't buy it just for that. I would buy it for park admission, and if you happen to go, get you know room discounts or whatever that's like a bonus
0: well if she wants tables in wonderland she has to have it an right pass. and she needs to
5: have it for that
2: and i think it's tanya banana
5: okay i'm sorry see that's kevin's f- in charge of names
2: banana. if she, she, she would get free parking with her annual pass right. and she would be able to purchase her tables in wonderland card so you'd have to work that into it too is that going to work out as far as it's become a math problem so really and as
5: far as using it at quick service locations, unless it's changed, you can't use it at quick service, correct? Correct. So it's only for table service locations.
2: You used to be able to at certain ones, but it was kind of hit or miss. But since they changed it, where they, you know, have the 18% gratuity and stuff, they took away all of that other stuff. So it is only at table service.
5: So I hope that helps, Teresa. T- Tanya.
3: Tanya. helps, helps me. <laughs> My head's going to explode with all these math problems.
0: Thank you very much, Kathy. Cora, do you have one
1: more? Yep. Mine comes from Dawn. Uh, She has a question about sushi at Walt Disney World. We're looking for somewhere that serves decent sushi, but that also has a good-sized menu of non-sushi items, as we are traveling with a couple of picky eaters who wouldn't touch sushi with a 10-foot pole. I was wondering where you would recommend... We won't be renting a car, so we would prefer somewhere either on property or relatively close. Thanks for your help and for putting up such a great and entertaining show each week. Well, Don, I've tried most of the sushi places on property, with the exception of uh, the Kona Island Sushi Bar at the Polynesian, but I know off the bat... They won't offer a variety.
2: You can order off the menu at Kona Cafe when you sit at the sushi bar. Okay,
1: but the sushi they they offer is different sushi. It's with a it's Polynesian not, flair.
2: Right, it's not your classic sushi.
0: You have to be a little, I think, a little more adventurous. So and it we limited. love it. Sorry,
2: say again. It is. It's a limited selection it's of sushi very limited selection, but we love it
1: personally. I would suggest Tokyo Dining at Epcot. Uh, for one, it's you're on Disney property. It's a new experience. There's a menu you can order from that's non-sushi and the sushi they, sushi they do offer is what you're probably familiar with and what you're used to the rolls that you would recognize pieces of sushi that you would uh recognize and again it's at walt disney world they have a, a great view from this dining room there uh there's a place off property called benihana but if you're looking for it's not actually off property well, at Downtown Disney. Benihana uh, the, is
2: in the Hilton across from Downtown Disney. But they would need a uh,
1: a vehicle to get there <laughs> unless you want to walk from the bus station at the Disney Marketplace.
2: Of of all the hotels on Hotel Plaza
0: Boulevard, that's the closest and the easiest one to get to. So I mean, I don't if you really want to go there and try it, I don't think that should be a deterrent.
2: To and you. it's going to be about half the price of Tokyo dining. You also can order right. off the full Benihana menu in the sushi bar at Benihana
1: Benihana mm-hmm. is a chain, though, so you can you can pretty much find a Benihana in every state, I would assume. There's also Wolfgang Puck. I'm not sure if you can order off the other menu at the sushi bar. I've never tried that, because if I'm eating sushi, I'm eating sushi.
0: In the Wolfgang Puck down downtown Disney, yes, you can order okay. off the regular yep.
1: menu. I'm not a big fan of that. Maybe if I go during happy hour and everything's 50% saying, off. The
0: problem with that, it's very expensive. Yeah, and the Robert Palmer girls have to seat you, right? Yeah. And then it's the whole Wolfgang Puck thing going on.
1: What are some other places? Kimono's—that's basically just a sushi place,
0: and that's expensive.
3: Well, not too far off property, or maybe I was asleep. Did you mention Gaylord Palms, that place over there?
0: Now that you're definitely going to need a car if you're going to go to Gaylord yeah. Palms.
3: But they said not too far off. That's it's across the road. I four.
2: Oh, you are good at those. <laughs> Gaylord Palms is on Osceola Parkway.
3: Yeah, but you see it from I four when you're flying down the road. I've seen it. There it is.
2: <laughs> I can see Russia from my home. Okay, <laughs> but I, I, it, it's it, it's not some place you could walk to, and it no, would be a no. uh, it would be a taxi ride. They um, you would have to go out Osceola Parkway, and it's it's further from Disney than okay. Just- we love Gaylord Palms. If you want
0: to go and see yeah. it, if you want to stay there, it's terrific. I don't know if it's worth it just to go there for
1: sushi,
2: no. and go back. And to that the sushi place. was expensive, also. Yeah, but I,
1: I always enjoy Tokyo dining at Epcot. You know, I just when we walk around the World Showcase, it's nice to just stop in there. We never have a reservation; we just walk up, and sometimes we ask for a window seat, and they're able to accommodate us. It's a nice experience. So, excellent. There you go, Dawn.
0: Thank you, Corey. <clears throat> I have an uh, email I'm going to read. Because I can. (laughs) Hey, gang. I have a quick question I hope you can answer on the show. I'll be attending the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot in October. The hours posted for the day I'll be in the park are 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. During Food and Wine, does World Showcase also open then, or is it the usual 11 a.m.? Do the kiosks have special operating hours? Also, since I plan on attending on a Sunday, I would like to know if there are any restrictions on alcohol sales or consumptions or consumption inside the parks. We don't have to wait until noon, do we? I'm regularly anticipating your full coverage of Food and Wine Festival. I can't get here soon enough. Um, This is from Jen. And Jen, the kiosks open at the same time that um, the World Showcase opens. So that's gonna be 11 a.m. The individual kiosks don't have times. They all open at the same time. I find sometimes, though, if you try to get there exactly at 11 a.m., they're still setting up. Mm -hmm. So you may be disappointed in that some might not be ready to serve you if you're standing at the gate ready to run in and start to get food.
1: Open, open, open. Is it 11?
0: Is it 11? Is it 11? (laughs) But the the kiosk will be open at the same time as uh, World Showcase does. As far as alcohol, no, you can get drunk on a Sunday. If that's mm-hmm. what you like to do, there's no restrictions. There, there are laws in the state of Florida about what can be sold on a Sunday. As far as um,
2: like, if you're looking to pick up a six on your way to park, <laughs> <laughs> as far
0: as package goods, there's timing restrictions and stuff. But once you're in the park, no, you can pound them back as early as 11 a.m. <laughs> over in World Showcase. Okay, food and wine—that's another one of those things people get nuts over, huh? Mm-hmm. They plan their minutes and the, the way they're going to go around and what kiosks they're going to hit
1: i used to be like that but now i know that i'm going to go so many times mm-hmm. that i just i wing it every time and just kind of keep my eyes open
3: I'm getting myself
2: one of them cards this year
3: that was cool yeah, the oh, cards worked. work real well it, real, and you could reload it and i mean mm-hmm. it was just really nice
1: you end up spending a lot more i love yeah. the cards i think yeah. they should make them mandatory but i realized that i like okay give me two yeah give me this too you know, not having that's what they're counting on, though. Right. They're counting
3: on you The that.
2: problem is, you end up with four pounds of quarters in your pocket because mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. you start paying. Because it seems that everything's fifty or twenty-five. Yep. So, you, unless you know, or you're always saying to somebody, "Have you got a quarter?" Now, when you do the cards,
0: do you still get the receipt, the paper receipt mm-hmm. yeah, every time? That's the other yeah. thing I wind up with is a
1: ton, a ton
3: of the paper. receipt, <laughs> and it tells you what your balance is on your card.
0: I think that's wonderful. I like that. But the problem is I've got like four million of these Mm one and a half inch receipts seats in my pocket. All crammed in your pocket. Now you don't have the sign. No. Mm -mm. So it's just swipe the card. Give it
2: and go. go. Yeah, we're getting one of those this year.
5: It is a shame, though, to see how how much alcohol some people have. I always feel bad, um, you know, if this was your first time ever going to Epcot and you see people like stumbling down the... Really, the sidewalks or walk around. Do I see you over
4: there?
5: <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I just you know, That's as a townie, Teresa was on antihistamines. <laughs> was on. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I can see having a few, but some of these people that get really more yeah. obnoxious than they probably are in real life. That's I mean, my
0: opinion of of any, a venue or attraction. I, I don't understand how people can get so drunk that they possibly can't remember it. Or can't be enjoying themselves, but
2: you know, that's just not my thing. Because there's nothing more fun than being drunk at the back of Epcot and have to Mm -hmm. go out to the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Ew.
1: It can get pretty rowdy. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh
3: yeah. I'm looking forward to the drink around the world thingy. I haven't done... Are you you gonna gonna try to drink around the world? Well, I'll walk around the world. I'm gonna walk. You're not gonna drink? Probably not. I'll have one or two. I will
1: not drink a Thing, if you do the whole drinking around the world, I think that would be hilarious because I I would want to remember everything. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to miss a beat of that. I'll go if (laughs) you wear that blue like red jumpsuit. Oh, okay.
5: I also propose that before drink around the world, that we all do journey into imagination. Imagination. You know, because I was on it last night, and my daughter went, oh, who, wanted, who wants to ride this ride? And I said, you know, I bet you if I asked, you know, like, my peeps and everybody doing Drink Around the World, if they detour there first. So see peeps. me in front of
1: Journey. You've got your team. I've got my peeps. No, it's fun <laughs> if you drink around the world and go do Mission Space.
5: That's oh. when it's fun. Oh, <laughs> I'll just that. be like walk around the world. <laughs> I'll be there taking pictures. Mm.
3: No photos of me,
5: as I... Try. Oh no, 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 no! I figured that could be like a, a fundraiser, you know. A fundraiser, I, you know. I've got the picture, give me money, pay bucks pay and it,
2: it disappears. Oh lord! I'm going to go take pictures and then join Facebook. Oh,
3: <laughs> there's <laughs> Teresa laying on the ground at around the tequila bar. Okay, I have an email. Are we done? Are we going to do another one?
0: We're going to do another one. Go right ahead.
3: Okay. Hi, podcast team. We're doing a split trip between Universal and Disney. My children are determined to attend the Grinch breakfast after seeing Stella on the YouTube video. Have have you heard much more about Universal's schedule for breakfast with Grinch? I'm wondering if there will be cutbacks such as events like this. Does Universal have the same dining issues as Disney as far as needing to book a certain amount of days before? I've only really planned Disney vacations. I'm very new to Universal's way of doing things. This is from Renee. Who is Alex, Liz, Drew on the boards? Renee, I spoke to Patrick at Universal's dining number this morning, and he recommends that you book early. There's, I don't think there's a, you can book right now for Christmas for the Grinch breakfast. Oh,
5: really? Because typically it's 30 days.
3: He he asked me today. He said, "Do you want to book today?" Oh, okay. And I said, "No, not yet." Mm-hmm. Is it
0: because it's a special event, Kathy? It's the regular restaurants are 30 Maybe. days.
3: Because I asked him, he said, are you ready to book? And I said, no. He said, well, you need to call back as soon as you know. And I said, well, can you give me all the dates so you know I can pick? Because it's not on their website yet, which kind of threw me. But I just took a chance and called over there. And the number to call is 407-224-4012. And they have a new email um, character thing. It's called Dining Reservations at Universal at universalorlando.com and you can email in your um character request too for breakfast. So I did it as soon as you can because it was packed when we were there. You can email in your character requests? For breakfast. For character breakfast. Like you like can it. request which characters are there? No. You email when you where you want to eat, what what day you want to eat. In like a reservation. It's a reservation.
5: You're gonna have to send me that email address. Okay. Anyway, that's what I found out.: this Universal
0: does things so differently, don't they? <laughs> you could apparently call Patrick in his home. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a universal number to me.:
3: Well, that's the number I called. So it's yeah, there's yeah,
5: they don't give you like a like a 12-digit number, too, when you do reservations with Universal. It's usually like your last name and just say, you
2: know, like... Your reservation is nine.
5: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm Susie. I'm here for six o'clock. And they go, oh, okay.
3: So yeah, you're good. I promise.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're good. Just show up. It was
3: real laid back. Yeah, I remember when, it we, when we went in. It was like, you know, it was real laid back. I was shocked. So
1: you really want to
2: eat here?
3: Really. You sure? Okay. Good. Yeah. Did you have reservations?
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'm still going to eat here. <laughs>
0: Patrick, are you writing this down? <laughs> he's playing like Animal Crossing while he's talking to you on the phone.
5: <laughs> okay, anyway, that was good Thank you, Teresa. Sure. Anybody else with an email? I have a short one. Okay. Hey, Kathy, what lenses do you take to the parks for your um, DSLR ca- camera? Do you take a general purpose, i.e. 18 to 200 or something smaller? Inquiring minds want to know. Um, if I give away all my secrets, um, yeah, I do use an 18 to 200 with the vibration reduction. Um, when I was looking for my camera, I wanted something that I could, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I was in the park and something happened. Um, I'm not a fan of taking two or three lenses to the park. How about you, Corey? I mean,
1: no, I never take an extra lens.
0: No, you know, what does 18 to 200 mean?
5: Just how far out you can see and how wide you can see it. But um, is that
0: not an expensive one?
5: It's fairly expensive. <laughs> well, she
0: said, "I'm not worried about losing it or something." I didn't know.
5: Well, I, you know, the per, the.
0: Whole, I don't
2: know
5: either. That's why I the whole thing about. behind having an SLR camera is the ability to take lenses What's off. SLR and put, mean single, single lens, lens reflex. reflex. Thank you. I knew that. I didn't know that. <laughs> but you know, the the beauty of it is, is that you can take the lenses off and put a different one on depending on the situation that you're in, you know, like a wide angle or if you need a telephoto for seeing, you know, like if you were standing down by the train station and you wanted to see up by the castle, then you would need a telephoto lens. I wanted a lens that I could pretty much do everything with one lens. Now, you know, if I was at home taking portraits of people, then I would have a different kind of a lens. And to me, having vibration reduction on my camera, to me, was a really big deal because you know how you go on the safari and the, the thing jumps up and down? I get perfectly straight, beautiful pictures with that vibration reduction. Now, you know, photography is my my hobby, my, you know, that's my therapy. Um, Other people wouldn't need that, but, you know, that's what I have. You could go, I mean, it's like anything else. It's a personal preference kind of a thing. It's what kind of pictures you want to take in the park. To me, you know, if you want to punish me, make me leave my camera at home or make me take my little point and shoot. Because
3: I've never seen you without a camera in the park.
1: You feel naked, yeah. if I don't have that thing over my shoulder. Because
3: mm-hmm. you that. just never know.
5: You know, one time I was out in Disneyland and I was just taking pictures. You know, down Main Street, and you know I wasn't looking for that memorable photo. And I went, got back to my room, and there was this picture of this guy standing on main street and he was eating popcorn and he had the most disgusting look on his face. Like Disneyland was the last place on earth that he wanted to be. Now, if I had left my camera at home, it was I went- Bob would <laughs> <laughs> No, it was it was just perfect. I, you know, I hadn't set out to take like one of those once in a lifetime things or one time for the, um, Christmas party. We were coming over on the, the monorail when they tape or the Christmas program, when they tape it and the sky was just the most, awesome shade of orange that that was like a once in- a lifetime thing bring your camera because you just never know you know when you wake up in the morning are you gonna get that that shot that you know your kid the first time they see Mickey Mouse
0: Tracy you have one in your iPhone that's what I use yeah that's what I
3: use
0: lens in it I
3: print out the pictures that Corey and Kathy take and send them to my family look at these wonderful pictures I took.
1: <laughs> aren't, aren't I not I <laughs> It just you know it you just take it? yeah, well why are you in the picture, Teresa? <laughs> <does> I'm <it> <laughs> really good. Why does it say copyright www.info.com <laughs> on it? I cut that
3: off. That's one of those special effects <laughs> you cut that off. You think so, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, don't give anybody
2: ideas, Teresa. <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs>
1: Excellent. I'm kidding. It's all
0: I'm thank way. you, Kathy. Well yeah, that's I'm gonna cool. do it for this week's email show. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody sending in their emails to be read. If we didn't get a chance to read your email on this show don't worry about it. Keep sending them in. We're going to do our best to try to get through as many as we can, um, especially about Pizza Way and we're not doing voicemails, so keep on the, keep sending those emails in. And that address is podcast at www.info.com. So that'll do it. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you join us again for next week's, or we hope you join us next week for another edition of The Diz Unplugged.